And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. Got my good friends PK and Scotty Malort with me. How are you guys? Good, gentlemen. How are you? Very good. It's a beautiful day. Doing doing great. So yesterday we had an outstanding update from the president and CEO of Elmhurst Memorial Hospital, Pamela Dunley, about what's going on over there. And, and they're probably the the industry most uh, most hit by this whole whole pandemic. Uh, that was a, that was a great podcast, don't you think? She did a great job. Definitely seems to you know have a handle on how things are going and how they should be going and. You know, she's got the plan. It's good. It's uh, uh, made me feel confident. She shared with us that she's willing to do some updates from time to time, too. So look for that. Maybe uh, hopefully next week we can get a little time on her schedule again. It's uh, She's got a very, very busy schedule, as we can all imagine. So I was thinking sure. we've got our good friend Scotty Malord on the, on the phone here, too. And as it relates to Malord, have you guys seen that uh, there's some folks out there selling Malord and using it for hand sanitizer? Yeah, no, Why that's not? not that's not what's happening. It's the the Malort Distillery is uh, now packaging as hand sanitizer. But what's funny is it doesn't say it in the article, but I'm pretty sure they didn't have to change the recipe. <laughs> you, you think that's true? <laughs> um, I don't know about the recipe. Scotty Malort, do you have any other part information on this? I have no inside information other than should you spill Malort. Onto your hands, you should definitely start to rub them together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen the face you make uh, when you try Malort. And, uh, you know, Malort, when you want to unfriend someone in person, right? That's right. Show them your Malort face. So, if anybody uh, hasn't, if, if any of our listeners haven't tried it, I would encourage them to give it a try. They'll never forget us. And uh, the beauty of Malort is it smells wonderful. It doesn't taste so wonderful. <laughs> but uh, So today's guest is going to be Mr. Jim Rogers, the executive director of the Elmhurst Park District. Uh, PK and, and uh, Malort, you guys both know him. And Malort, in particular, you know, you've got some background working with the Conservation Foundation here in uh, DuPage and County in Northern Illinois in general. And they had a Japanese term for the health of, you know, the, how it affected your health being in the outdoors. What was it? And can you tell us just a little bit about it? Sure. Do you remember it? Do you remember the name of it? Do I remember it? Yeah. I do. But I, I'm not sure I can pronounce it. Shinrin so <laughs> Yoku? That is correct. Shinrin Yoku, which translates fairly well, I was going to say loosely, but a little fairly well, to forest bathing. And the Japanese believe that if you spend time out in a natural setting, there are health benefits mentally and physically. So the idea is to go out, get in nature, and you will have mental and physical benefits from that. Did you say forest bathing? Forest bathing. Like 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 think about bathing. bathing. Obviously, uh, bathing yourself in the sun. We're practicing social distancing, and that's why we're having a little hard bit of a hard time hearing each other. So uh, I am going to ask Mr. Rogers about Shin, say that again, Shinrin Yoku? 
Shinrin Yoku. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, hey, yes. Rick. Yes. That sounds a lot like um, the American version, which uh, Elmhurst Hospital um, embraces, called the Plane Tree. Correct. Yeah. Part of the part of the Plane Tree philosophy of healthcare is a holistic approach that utilizes things like the outdoors as part of the holistic healing process. So you're absolutely spot on PK as usual. That, that's why, uh, Elmer's hospital is such a nice environment and they involve the gardens and the plant life and the sunlight and everything else. Right. Correct. In fact, the, uh, Elmhurst campus is a certified conservation at work site through the conservation foundations, conservation at work program because of the effort and uh, investment they made in bringing nature to a hospital setting. I have that uh, interview with uh, Director Jim Rogers of the Park District coming up. Guys, I'm going to need to cut you loose because uh, I've got some water quality issues up here in the hot tub. And without you guys here to help me, it's going (laughs) to take me a while. So stay safe, stay in your bunkers, and uh, say hello to your families. Bunker down, guys. Take care. Be well, guys. Be well. I have Jim Rogers, the Executive Director of the Elmhurst Park District, on the phone with me. And the Park District, like most other large organizations, has had its normal operations significantly affected by the pandemic. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Rich. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate being on your show. And thank you for spending some virtual time with us. We're keeping uh, (laughs) our our distance, right? Social social space or whatever. What is it called? Social distancing. You bet. We're we're being safe. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, Jim, as I mentioned, the park district's operating in a much different manner today than before the pandemic. So if you would, please give our listeners an idea on how you're currently operating. Sure. Thanks, Rich. Um, And again, thank you very much for giving us this opportunity. We appreciate it. So as the uh, situation, uh, you know, continued to worsen and it was becoming apparent that that drastic steps needed to be taken, back on March 13th, uh, the Park District closed all of its facilities and canceled all of its programs um, through from uh, from March 14th through April. Actually, initially it was through April 5th. Um, and then we extended it through April 7th when the governor issued his stay-at-home order so that our dates coincided there. But that means that um, all of our facilities, our Abbey Senior Center, the Wagner Community Center, Courts Plus, Sugar Creek Golf Course, all of our facilities um, have uh, have been closed. And in, in, uh, in terms of parks themselves? Yep, yep. Uh, uh, tell, I appreciate tell me you bringing that up. So the, park- the actual open space. Yeah, so parks are an interesting one. So um, the parks themselves are still open, uh, which is a terrific thing because, um, you know, the notion of being outside to go for a walk or a hike or jog or even ride your bike is, is a terrific thing to do right now as people are, are trying to observe the stay-at-home order, but there is an opportunity to get outside and get some fresh air. But what we're really strongly asking people to do is maintain that safe social distancing when you're doing those things. So if it's two people, walk a good six foot apart. And what we're really, really trying to enforce with folks is not to congregate in large groups in the parks. Um, So, again, being out ones and twos and keeping that distance uh, very appropriate, but being out and congregating in groups is not a good idea. And in addition, the governor's order also has ordered that all playgrounds be closed. So at this point in time, all the district's playgrounds are closed for, for use. How are you uh, handling that? Do you have to put up signage or uh, for the playgrounds themselves? You know, it's in- yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, we thus far we have not put up signage. We've kind of considered it, but the the word seems to have gotten out very well. And quite frankly, 
everything that we're observing is that it's being followed very well. Um, so, so it hasn't been necessary to do that, and we wanted to be careful about erecting signage or putting up barricades and things like that because you can take take a situation and inadvertently maybe make it less safe than it was originally intended to be. But but as I said, thus far, it feels like uh, people in town are really, really following the governor's orders and, and, and remaining off playgrounds as hard as it is to do that. And we do recognize that for right. for residents and families in town, this is, a, this is a very challenging time. So normally, Jim, I have my podcast partners, PK and Scotty Malort, in the, the hot tub with me. Um, we're keeping our social distance. So uh, any communication I've had with them has been via telephone also. But Scotty Malort used to work for the Conservation Foundation here in DuPage County, and, and it serves Northern Illinois in general. And, you know, they had a uh, had something they used to refer to. It was a Japanese term, Shinrin-yoku, which is basically says, you know, nature in and of itself, being out in nature is good for your health. And I know there were some studies that Stanford University did a long time ago about if, if they compared people who walk 90 minutes out in nature versus people who walk 90 minutes in uh, in the city areas and that the folks that walked out in nature had lower incidences of incidence of depression and that uh, in general the uh, that being out in nature spending extra time in nature had a positive effect on on your mood and aspects of your cognitive function and memory and I just wonder if how you feel about that? I think that's absolutely spot on, and and one of the reasons why you know I'm proud to work in the profession that I do. Um, we think that we're we know that we're a major component of of folks' well-being. Our the Partnership's mission mission is that we enrich lives while having fun, and and enriching lives comes in all sorts of forms and fashion. People will think about things like you know being physically fit, but um, but there are all, a whole host of things that come along with that, um, both from in addition to the physical side, but the mental side as well. And that can be being with family, being with friends, engaging uh, with with others, in addition to engaging with nature and what that, as you said, what that does for you cognitively, kind of that respite from the the day to day um, of life, and and obviously the situation we're all in right now, um, even more so. I mean, the park district itself, we're observing the governor's stay at home order, where folks are working remotely, keeping those safe. Uh, social distances, and we're encouraging not only the community, but even our staff to remember that getting outside, getting that fresh air um, really, really can do good things for you, both physically and mentally as well. Do you um do you have a sense of, uh, I'm sure you do, uh, how many folks are uh, at the Park District are, are working in at Park District facilities, whether it be in a park or at or at headquarters, so to speak, and, and how many normally would be working? You know, what Give us an idea of sure. how it's affected staff that way. Sure. Well, I can get the, one of the best examples I can give you is that I work at our administrative office. Um, we normally have about 23 or 24 folks here uh, right now, and as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm the only one working in the building, and I'm really the only one who's been in here for the last three days. Um, again, semi-observing the, the, the work-from-home order or stay-at-home order, but um, it, it does allow an exception for uh, essential business functions that have to get done. And so other than myself, most folks are working from home, but that really extends throughout the park district, and we have 
literally hundreds of employees who would normally be working, whether that's at Courts Plus or teaching programs or out um, with park maintenance and things like that. And so right now what we've been doing is really, we've really just been, uh, been maintaining kind of that essential, those essential functions that we have to do on a very minimal basis. So we're still going out and inspecting parks to make sure that things are safe, nothing's been broken. Um, we're emptying trash barrels in the, bar, in the parks. And then we're also visiting all of the district's facilities and making sure, just like homeowners have to, that the furnace is still working and boilers are still working and alarm systems are still functioning and things like that. Because, again, we know that these are, these are the community's assets and we want to make sure that they're maintained uh, during this closure. Jim, I, I know that you said that uh, a lot of programs and, and buildings, facilities are closed uh, during this uh, pandemic. Um, how about events that are scheduled out in the future? How are you going to handle those? Well, I'm certainly glad you asked that, Rich. Um, again, we're, we're doing everything we can to follow the governor's orders, which um, beginning in mid, uh, mid-March for an eight-week period extended out, called for a prohibition on events over 50 people and gatherings over 50 people. So obviously that is having, having an impact on some of the events we've had planned. So at this point in time, um, unfortunately, but I, I do want to let the listeners know that there are a number of things that we have had to cancel. Uh, chiefly among them are... Um, the um, egg hunts that we've had can't, we've had scheduled. We had both a flashlight egg hunt for teens, um, um, an egg scramble in Wilder Park for kids of all ages. Immediately followed by our dog egg extravaganza, and then we also, for the first time, we were doing an adult egg hunt at Sugar Creek Golf Course. Unfortunately, those have had to been canceled for this year. Um, in addition, I want to let folks know that um, just recently was uh, speaking to the organizers of Art in the Park, which uh, you, which is scheduled for the first weekend of May each year. That event has had to have been canceled as well. And then finally, want to mention that we have a number of events planned for the district's 100th anniversary, which is which is this year, 20, the year 2020. And those are most of those are scheduled for a little bit later on into the summer. We're not quite sure, obviously, about the, their status yet, but we'll just ask the community to uh, to kind of keep their eyes and ears open for that, and we'll uh, we'll continue to have details as things progress here. So, uh, tongue in cheek, how is the morale among the employee at headquarters today? The morale is fantastic, um, and I have to tell you, one of the reasons why is because um, the morale that we've been able to maintain amongst our staff has been uh, been terrific. We, um, it's one of those things we've sort of had on our to-do list forever. But as this uh, as this occurred, we just recently created a, a staff Facebook page, and so people are posting a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, inspiring things and just really working to stay connected with one another. And, and that's been very, very, very powerful, I think, and very helpful for all of us. Um, but recognizing, again, it's a difficult time and, and that even extending to, to the community, our staff is doing really some amazing things to, con- to stay connected. We've got um, Courts Plus, our health and fitness center. We've got our group exercise staff have launched free online workouts for folks. We've got some fitness challenges going on. I saw um, kind of a funny joke meme on, on Facebook the other day that said, or actually I think it was on the Park District's website now that I say that, her Facebook page, excuse me, that said, um, at the end of this, I'm either going to weigh 50 pounds less or 100 pounds more. Only time will tell. I'm on the 100 and pounds so, more, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm afraid I may be joining you there, Rich. But uh, but we're trying to do our part to keep people engaged and active, even uh, with things they might do in their in their homes. And then um, a number of our recreation staff are doing things to stay connected with the senior citizens who participate in our programs, uh, little ones who are in our preschool programs, our gymnasts, our dancers. So we're doing everything we can to continue to be engaged with folks and and provide them with uh, you know with the same type of or not the same type of but a level of fun activity that they would normally be expecting 
looking to enjoy with us. Sure. Uh, where uh, can folks look for further information? Sure. If they can go to the, the Park District's uh, website at www.epd.org or probably more critically at this point in time, the Park District's Facebook page, which is Elmhurst Park District. Um, and then in addition, we also have a Facebook page um, for uh, Courts Plus, um, obviously our, our uh, Health and Fitness Center, Health Fitness, Fitness and Racket Center, and that, uh, that Facebook page is uh, just Courts Plus. Great. Well, we here at the uh, E-Town Lowdown believe that laughter is the best medicine, and uh, along with that, uh, a chaser of being in the outdoors. So I, I would also encourage folks to, to go check out the parks safely, and I want to thank you, yep. Jim, for being with us today. It, it occurred to me that you have not been a guest on our show before, and, and it's, it's been way, way too long coming. Glad to have you. Sorry it's under these circumstances. I hope you'll come back and join us for another update here uh, as the situation changes. And as a guest of the Lowdown, you are entitled to an E-Town Lowdown coffee mug. And as my friend PK says, suitable for all types of beverages. So thanks so much for being exactly. our guest today, Jim. You bet, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you so Thank much. You. And now it's time for another edition of Clever Ken, the Hardware Man. Featuring Ken Ebel of Ebel's Haste Hardware at 1028 South York in Elmhurst. Steve Moorhead from the Jefferson School area writes, I'm using some 1x10 boards to build a sandbox for the grandkids. The stray cats keep leaving presents, but that's an entirely different problem. I'm using 2-inch screws to put the sandbox together, but the wood keeps splitting and the box won't hold together and the sand spills out the corners. The missus is not happy the kids are dragging sand into her garden. By the way, the only time she has a green thumb is when she's dying Easter eggs. How can I keep those boards from splitting? All right, Mr. Mayor, I mean Steve, I can give you a few options here. One, you could pre-drill the holes before putting the screws in, uh, prevent the boards from cracking. You could also use a liquid nails to seal them at the, at the seam to stop from the sand from coming out. You could also use a corner brace on there, and you don't have to use uh, as long as screws so that you won't splinter the wood. Uh, with the, the cats, I would just get a dog. I'm Clever Ken, the hardware man, helping you help yourself. Today we have another treat to help you pass the time while you're bunkered down under this COVID-19 pandemic. Today uh, is uh, from a movie. Uh, it's actually uh, an audition, not the actual movie. And uh, it's from the blockbuster movie Dirty Harry, which was originally going to be a cartoon, little known fact. But the chicken hawk, also known as Foghorn Leghorn, dropped out because he thought it was too violent. So we have an audition recording from the original proposed version, and here it is. Oh, boy, I know what you're thinking. Did it fire six shots or only five? Well, son, to tell you the truth, in all the excitement... I kind of lost track myself, but being this is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your beak clean off, you gotta ask yourself one question, boy. Boy, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, boy? This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown. <laughs>